Denver, Denver, I'm from Denver, 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 I'm from Denver, 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 Hello and welcome to the Denver Diatribe, a weekly podcast of news, culture, and stuff as it pertains to Denver, Colorado, the most punctual city west of Big Ben. Or east. Or east. Depending on your perspective, I guess. I'm Josh. Joining me today in the Clock Tower on 16th Street Mall is my co-host, uh, Ron. Good morning. And our engineer du jour, Jared. <laughs> and uh, we also have a, a very special guest, Carla Rodriguez from Denver Film Society. Hi there. Today we're going to talk about um, Carla's Summer Scream and maybe some movie stuff here in Denver. Um, we're also going to get to our take on CU and guns. Yeah, it's the back-to-school edition. I'm kind so, of excited. It's got all sorts of <laughs> CU stuff to talk about. That's right. That's right. And and also the final topic is that the uh, if you misbehave at a Bronco game, they're going to send you to a decorum course. Sweet. So, All right. But as always, we're going to start off with some newsy bits. Um, the big news for us is that we're in this clock tower. We're back. We're back. And we're back in style. That's oh right. my God. This is amazing. We, I can, I can see the Capitol building. I can see Mile High Stadium, the Millennium Bridge. I can see all these rooftop pools. Yeah. I feel like Bruce Wayne. Oh, That's exactly man. What I was say. Yeah. Get used like, to this. Bruce Wayne Enterprises up here, right? Right. Yeah, right. so should we tell the story of how this happened? Sure, how we wound up in the Daniels and Fisher Clock Tower on the 16th Street Mall? So a uh, couple weeks ago, if you guys uh, recall, we talked about the Onion AV Club shutting down um, here in Denver, and we got a big response to that. And one of the people that responded was Virgil Dickerson at uh, Legal Pete's. He emailed me telling me, hey, they're doing this uh, luncheon to discuss what to do with the AV Club. And that led, one thing led to another. They just started up, uh, Illegal Pete's has a new office here in the clock tower. They have access to this amazing boardroom here on the 14th floor and, uh, offered it as a space for us to use until we can find, uh, something that looks like a regular studio. And quite frankly, this is, this works for me. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it does. And, and hopefully it sounds good on the other end. I think it, it probably does. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it sounds all right. Uh, I'm not. I'm not worried about it. We've got the. We've got all the equipment. We got Jared behind the controls, so it's going to be just fine. It's going to be no. Jared's shaking his head. No, it's not going to be okay. <laughs> well, it can't be worse than uh, the refugee camp uh, studio at Josh's apartment when I when I botched the recording. So, so as long as we're better than that, we'll be fine. It was, anyway, fun. Yeah, it was fun, though. We're at the Clock Tower. It's iconic. It's beautiful. It's perfect for a Denver podcast to be in this amazing Denver space. We're talking about that not very many towns have famous clocks, but we do. Big Ben does. Big Big Ben. You know, London has Big Ben. <laughs> yeah. Big Ben, I sure I do Big love ben that city. London. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't really think of any other. Yeah, can you think of any other famous clocks? No. I can't. No. Other than the one in the, one in oh. the movie, Hugo. Back to the Future. Oh, oh yes. right. Yes. Yeah. Probably the most famous clock other than Big Ben. I agree. In and film? Yeah. Uh, and the clock that's inside of the alligator in Peter Pan. Oh, yeah. Yes. Good one. So that's, that's sort of how I feel right now. I feel like I'm inside the belly of a <laughs> crocodile uh, and simultaneously Back to the Future. So there you I'll go. I'll take Back to the Future. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I'll take Big Ben. <laughs> First newsy bit of the day, um, and this, I believe, just came out yesterday. The C a CU analysis, a political analysis, has predicted that um, Romney will win the election because of the economy. I mean, what are these? Mm. It isn't, I mean, the analysis is based on economic data, and it's been covered well enough that it's people seem to think that it's reliable. And they're saying that it is a 70 plus percent chance of winning based on this. Well, and yeah, that he's yeah. going to take Colorado. And then he's going, oh, well, okay, I could see him taking Colorado. I actually could imagine that. I mean, this is a very purple state. We're always right on the edge of being one or the other, and it can always flip very quickly. People, if they're fussy about not having enough money, they will, they 
think the solution is to go Republican. So I could see that happening. I could see Colorado, but I, I really have a very, very hard time seeing uh, Mitt Romney win the national election, take the entire country uh, simply because of the economy. I have a really hard time believing that. Yeah, and maybe I'm just oblivious and in my own bubble, but I feel like I have a better chance of win, win, winning American Idol <laughs> than seeing like Mitt Romney win the election. Really? Yeah, I just can't. I just. I don't think those statistics it. are. I don't know. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at karaoke. <laughs> but no, I I just I think that we're still riding on the momentum of the the Democratic National Convention being here before. There's a lot of new blood in Colorado as yeah. well. A lot of people have moved here, a lot of new transplants. Um I I just again, maybe I'm just so like in my own wor- you know, world, but I just cannot imagine that happening. Yeah. I do I do I worry at least a little bit that I'm I'm sort of in insulated in a liberal That's bubble. what I worry about. And, and that I mean, I'm yeah. not yeah. really aware of what's going on. Yeah, because when Bush won the second election, I was stunned. When he won the first one, I was stunned. <laughs> yeah. Well the first one, you know it, I voted for Ralph Nader and my friend just hit me in the arm all night long. This is your fault. This is your fault. Right. He's so pissed. It kind of is your fault. I know it is my fault. I split the vote, but that's not yeah. going to happen this time. And he's a, I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe. Uh, well, he is good looking. Romney's very good looking. He's now got an even more good looking, uh, running mate to right. go along with him that actually has opinions on things. Right. So that's a little scary. I don't uh, know. I mean, if it's a looks contest, I <laughs> kind of think Obama. I know. Well, (laughs) it is interesting how that sort of shifted. Like they've sort of realized that the president has to be a bit of a celebrity and has to be good looking. I I think they discovered that with John McCain, that you can't go (laughs) sheerly on this person that's really a really good politician and very has strong convictions. They're not going to beat the good looking guy. That's the JFK legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. But but uh, talking about JFK, the JFK legacy, when he was running against Nixon, Romney feels to me like Nixon. He's just a, an idiot when it comes to talking in public and dealing with people. He's very brash and not personable. And I think See, that's becoming a problem. Romney, Romney to me feels like Carrie. Oh, yeah. Really? It's just like no one really feels strongly about him at all. Yeah. So, totally. So then it goes incumbent. All right, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> People are getting enough uh, Romney. We'll find out when they come for the debates. And and on a really shallow note, though, really quick, one thing that has been, and I'm not kidding you, I would not be surprised in this day and age if it has, like, an impact. If you look at, like, YouTube ads, I can never skip a Romney ad. I can always skip an Obama ad. That's very considerate of Obama. Exactly. I find myself getting this weird extra hatred for Romney in the same way that I have a weird extra hatred for like an American Express ad on a YouTube video because right. I just can't skip it and get to my stupid cat video. That's <laughs> that's really that's interesting. Right. That's right. It's so you, weird. Yeah. What size of a speed bump is this candidate between me and my cat video? That's how, I'm, <laughs> that's how effective the commercial is. <laughs> All right. So the next topic we have for today is our, our first of the C or second of the CEUs. Is that, uh, uh, the latest edition of Princeton Review has, has listed CU as the top number one reefer madness school. No. I know. Really? It's shocking. a shocker. Well, what's really a shocker though is that <laughs> it didn't make the list as a party school. It didn't make the list as a party school at all. No. Oh, that's really? interesting. Yeah. Did Which they do away with the party always, list? No, the party list is still there. It didn't make the list as a as a party school, but it made the list as Reefer Madness. Huh. What? Uh, you you gotta wonder whenever magazines like Princeton Review or any other national magazine goes and makes these lists or they have awards, do they feel like they're obligated to not let the same school win the same prize every year over and over and over again? Do you think they just move see or see you around because they're like Okay, well, we got to acknowledge that CU gets down, right? But we've given them party school too long, so let's just put them on the reefer I don't, list. You know, I don't know about. I don't. I don't know because it's funny because the last week also I think that the best places to live in America by Money Magazine um, came out, and Fort Collins I think was in the seventies when, like three or four years ago, it was number one. So what what happened that it drops to seventy? What happened that CU drops off of the party school list? I have a theory. Okay. I think that all those people that were burning couches in Boulder 
made it such awesome party. I'm raising my hand. Ended up moving to Fort Collins, and they're burning a ton of couches all the time, and now it's not a desirable place to live. Right. Just a thought. Maybe yeah. those partiers have now moved to Fort Collins. Yeah, anybody that <laughs> anybody that's cool that used to party in CU, CU's no fun to party at anymore. That's been done. Sell it. That's that's so mainstream. To but party. isn't but isn't Partying smoking pot is mainstream? I mean, studying is what's cool now. That's that's what real <laughs> I think that cool people two, do. The two separate lists almost gives a little cred to the, the medical argument. It's like, I guess if you're number one for smoking pot, but you're not at all for partying, does that mean everybody's using it for medicine? Oh, maybe. I mean, that's very. They're not partying with it. They're not partying. Well, yeah, that's okay. Maybe that's it. They've wound up number one on the marijuana list. And that bumped him off the party list because everybody's now just at home playing <laughs> Gears of War, whatever. Right. They're sitting in their houses <laughs> quiet. Right. I do think that's a big part of it. Yeah. I don't know. I went to Boulder and um, it was insane. And I know the last time I went up there, it just feels a lot more sterile anymore, too. Like, it does. It does. The, the, the town hill has changed used quite a to bit. be a little bit, have a little bit more character. And now, you know, it just, what is there, like a Qdoba? On the corner up there. <laughs> yeah, right. right. I don't know. They're well, and they, they took out Jones Drug and they put in that, that big building. They've got all sorts of stuff like that going in. So yeah, it's very, it is very interesting to see what's happening there. It is, it is becoming more sterile. Yeah. And I, I graduated and I came here. So that might have had an impact on yeah, the, on the here. partying. When did you graduate? I actually graduated in 01, so I can't use that too much. <laughs> so when, but, oh, okay, I'm not going to ask when you started because then we get into that whole, like, how many years were you there? I was there for Hauser. a long time. I started in 96. <laughs> we were there at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, no, I, I went there in 01 and I graduated in 03. Oh, okay, so. okay. All right. We're in related pot news. We're unrelated <laughs> except that it's also pot. Um, it came out that, that firefighters who were battling the Waldo Canyon fire, everybody remembers that. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Tragic event. They stumbled upon a large-scale marijuana garden. And by large-scale, we're talking it spans 22 acres with Whoa. roughly 7,500 plants. Now, I mean, I'm, I try to visualize that size in my head, and I'm not sure that I could see across it. How does, how does this happen? How does there go? How, how is there a 22-acre pot farm? outside of Colorado Springs, and it goes unnoticed until there's a fire. And who the hell has the balls to plant that? (laughs) (laughs) All I can do is laugh. Uh, Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, you got to wonder, with it being that large, they would have to clear land. They would. There are very few natural 22-acre meadows clearings in Colorado. Well, I don't know necessarily that they cleared the land. I mean, you could plant it amongst Amongst the trees, you think? Right. I think it would be really hard to grow. I mean, pine trees are sort of caustic, awful creatures, and they don't let other things grow. Yeah. Plus, I mean, unless you're just like letting it grow, it needs to be manicuring and and certain introduction of fertilizers. And and there's 7,500 plants. I mean, this isn't a one-person thing. No, this is a big operation. It is. This is like that Billy Bob Thornton movie. Yeah. The the weeds. Or what was that? I can't remember the name of that movie. What was the name of that movie? I can't remember. I remember the, I was thinking of, uh, it was way back beach. before, before weed was cool and they were very edgy for even producing it. And it had I Ryan, think... it had Ryan Philippe in oh, it as well. Oh God, that's going way back. Going way back. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's, so there's, it was grown on, uh, on national forest land and I don't know how well park rangers are paid. <laughs> They're not. They're they not. sleep in bunks. Right. And so I'm starting. I don't want to be conspiracy theory here, but a little moonlighting from the park rangers, you know, because if you have 22 acres in, in your park, you're the park ranger. It's like the unofficial garden of the gods down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they, they know their land Have you seen the garden of the so gods? Well. Why don't you come see the real garden? <laughs> they do. Of you know, I mean, if I'm like, if I like take a dump and don't bury it, I get a ticket. If the dog's off the leash <laughs> in the park, you get a ticket. But here you got 22 acres of pot growing and you don't know. I find that really hard to believe. Like, oh, we thought that was poison ivy. Yeah, we Weird. did. <laughs> we did. It's oregano. <laughs> um, yep. So, I mean, there, there's, there's that. And, and then the, the next topic is the, we are one day away. This can happen today. 
from breaking the record of number of 90 degree days. We're at 60. The record is 61, which was in 2000, I think. Yeah. So if it gets over 90 today, we're tying the record for this being uh, the hottest summer. Well, it's been a brutal summer. Yeah. I'm it glad is. at least I know that my complaining is not, you know, without fruit. <laughs> like, because <laughs> sure. I feel like I have been annoying people on an extra high level this year, being like, why is it so hot? So hot all the time. But it really is. It really is. It really is. Oh, yeah. Man. It's, it's been really unbelievably hot. And well, and it's weird to see like what plants are doing because of it. Like the way all the They're like, getting air conditioners. <laughs> and spritzing Plant. themselves. Yeah. What are they doing? <laughs> no, no, like the the fruit on like like do, I like to go like urban foraging, like find apple trees and pear trees really? and great plants. Oh yeah, and I do this in the fall. What else do we know about you? <laughs> Chestnuts, acorns. I'm all over there. You're a squirrel. Squirrel. Oh, <laughs> do you bury them? No. No, I put them in a big bowl on my dining table and I enjoy it. No, I, no, but I like to do that. And all the stuff that usually comes out like in late September is already here. It's already oh, growing and like full fruit. It's wild. Right. And yeah. And, and then just add on to the fact that I think it's really done bad things for Colorado being to, able to enjoy its summer economy because it's been too hot. Mm-hmm. People aren't going out like they usually do. But uh, all right. So, you know, you're involved with a the movie theater as. This been a good summer to go sit in the AC at the movies. Um, we, you know, we thought it would have more of an impact, but not really. Really, I think that it just made people a little bit more willing to stay home. Uh, to be honest, yeah, yeah. Um, I I definitely went to more movies this summer because of the heat. I took my daughters every, every week. We we did a like the kids movie special thing. Now, mind Northfield. you, yeah, mind you though, I think maybe it just took. People getting to a certain point where they were tired of being in their house. And in the past few weeks, we've definitely noticed a little bit of an increase around town um, in the movie business. The other thing that's been weird about the heat, though, is it's really humid for Colorado, mind you. Yes. This year, too. Now, I mean, I know that anyone from, like, Texas or, you know, Louisiana would think I was crazy for calling it humid here. But, like, as a native, I have been losing my mind. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this thing in the air that I'm breathing in? It's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> it's supposed it's to be moisture. dry. Yeah, no. Yeah. I want, I want my lungs to feel like a desert, you know? Right. Like, it's, it's been really hard. And on a more serious note, um, I do think that it has also affected the, the emotional temperature. In oh, town. yeah. Absolutely. Um, oh, a people lot more going violence. crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just like, I remember back in May, there was like a, a triple homicide at like three in the afternoon. Right. Off of like York. And yeah. We had talked about that earlier. We have talked about the, yeah, the, how people the seem to be going nuts. Affecting, affecting people, making people kill each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's absolutely. Crazy. We'll t- and we'll talk about uh, the little, we'll kind of get into that a little later on, right? People still being a little edgy. Gun, gun style. Yeah. Um, but real quick, I just wanted to point out this is the last of our new bits. I'm not sure that there's much to say about this, but, um, Bill Koch, who's, who's the, the brother of David and Charles, who, um, basically run our elections. <laughs> the, um, what is their pack called? I forget, but they, they, they invest money into Americans for Prosperity, Americans Jared for Offman. Um, anyway, he is, he just, he's building a, um, miniature old west town <laughs> on his property. And it's not going to have visitors or anything. It's for miniature his... is in there a few buildings or no, miniature no, in not terms miniature of like is in, no, it's scale. like a literally a town. There's 50 buildings, 50 buildings, uh, including a saloon, a church, a jail, a firehouse, a livery, and a train station. Um, and it's all, Full scale, old west, and then he's going to build his his mansion on the hill where he can look down over the town that he lo- <laughs> that he lords over. Really? Really? <laughs> yes, this is a hun- this is a hundred percent true, and it's it's uh why I don't you know it sits on a four hundred twenty acre meadow in his bear ranch below the rugged wilderness um in the, in Gunnison County. That's where it's going to be. I don't know why. I mean, he's not going to allow visitors, so it's not like you know he builds this cool thing and then the kids can come, right? And because he knows the value of a ghost town, 
And he knows that like people get interested in Ghost Town, so he's creating the Ghost Town in advance. So then after he dies, oh, God, right? yeah. there'll be a little plaque that explains him, and it'll keep his legacy alive for what the what? Brilliant! I, this doesn't make any like, sense. Evil genius. Yeah, you're totally right. I mean, he, if there's whoa, talk about urban legends that are going to be born out of that. Like, right. Probably. I mean, because right away my thought was like, oh, so you have like a weird shanty town to like trap poor girls in and like torture and run, you know, around. <laughs> That's your first thought? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we need I'm to talk about what business. you... Like, no. oh, okay, all right. I mean, that, okay, on. we'll give you a pass. But no, it was... Blame I mean, movies. Like, yeah, is it legitimate rape if it happens in a fake saloon? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. Hey, oh. <laughs> no, I mean, really, that's bizarre. That's totally bizarre. Like, wouldn't you just go buy... There's, like, an entire abandoned town outside of, like, Silver Plume or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right? Go, there's plenty of ghost towns he could have himself that are completely authentic. I just want to know what you do with it, you know? Is he going to go down to the fake bank <laughs> and like stand in a fake line to trade in his gold? Hold it up. He's going <laughs> to go at us. Yeah, he'll he'll check it in. He'll yeah. take his gold down to the bank, deposit it. He'll get behind the counter, put on his little banker's cap, (laughs) (laughs) take it, put it in the safe, and then he'll come back in like a bandit outfit and rob himself. I don't. That's so. It's like Snoopy sitting on top of the doghouse fighting the Red Baron. Totally, it totally (laughs) is. That's what it is. Is Yes. Is that what happens when you have a lot of money? Like that's where your mind goes. Like I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to. I don't have a lot of money. (laughs) Is this like his his Wild West Colorado version of the Neverland Ranch? It is. sounds exactly right except that michael jackson as we all know would he let kids it. come he opened the doors <laughs> play his <laughs> open the doors say so all kids welcome yeah i mean uh, but no parents allowed no but no adults right? but i mean on that note like really what what good would it service like what are you going to do with it you know honestly know. if if i had a ridiculous amount of money i would probably get pretty weird and i would do these things that I didn't make any s- sense to everybody so i you know i'm not going to blame him for being I would build, yeah. buy a city block and build, or put a wall around it and build a space needle that had the, the coolest lounge ever on <laughs> the top and wouldn't really invite anybody up except like you guys, people that I know, so that no, everybody would wonder what the hell goes on up there. Um, or maybe, or maybe he does have like long-term plans of turning it into a tourist attraction, but he's, he's playing the velvet rope trick and he's like, nope, maybe. nobody can come in. It's like when Cartman in South Park, Bought the the amusement park and then wouldn't let anybody come. It just created this demand that everybody wanted right. to go so True. badly. Because right. I totally want to go now. I do too. Yeah, I, mean, I, I want to know about it's it. It's funny because if you if and we'll post a link to this. If you look at the Denver Post article, it, there's there's a picture of it, but it's taken from like public land over that way, and it's like looking. <laughs> it's like this far away shot of it because it can't actually. It's kind of like they took their cameras and and like held it up over the wall. Oh. Can we, can we talk about the fact that he found the a way to make Gunnison like right. exotic? Right. Well, I think we, I think we have a location for our new live event. Yeah. I think we do. Um, okay. You know, this segueing from Neverland Ranch, um, we have Carla here, and she's going to be hosting uh, Summer Screen. You want to? Yeah. Fill us in. So this is the second time that we have done Summer Scream at Lakeside. It is actually a, a fundraiser that the Real Social Club put on for the Denver Film Society. A lot of people don't quite realize that we are a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, even though we do put on um, more public, you know, high-profile events like uh, the Stars Denver Film Festival and Film on the Rocks, um, and we have our year-round theater, we are indeed a nonprofit, and um, these events just help us create more events that we can give, you know, to the Denver public. And so uh, we started it last year. It was a great time. Did either of you, were you able to make it out? I went. Josh went, and he's been talking I, about it every day I've been ever talking since. about it ever since. Yeah, I mean, we figured what better place to have a fundraiser um, for our organization than one of the most uh, kitsch, awesome landmarks in Denver, Lakeside. Yeah. Um, I mean, the wild chipmunk alone... The like, wild chipmunk. Wild that chipmunk. was my last ride of the night was the wild chipmunk. And you survived. I couldn't get, well, I almost couldn't get out of it. I mean, you're sitting in this like little tiny bullet thing, you know, and I was there with my girlfriend and it was like, it felt like we needed a, the jaws of life to get out of the chipmunk. Well, when you were a little kid, you like were afraid you were going to fly out of it. So it's like, right, a, right. you know. Right. Whichever side of the coin you get. But it's also an open bar party to make things more interesting. Yeah. If Lakeside wasn't, you know, 
interesting enough on its own, we decided to throw alcohol into the mix. And um, real social club members actually get in for free, um, but then awesome. general public can come and it's $30 in advance and $35 at the door, which I would bet is still cheaper than your typical bar tab. Yeah. On a night out. Still By open bar, you mean out. the drinks are free. Totally free. Yeah. It's amazing. You have like a nice margarita and then get on a roller coaster. <laughs> get on a roller coaster. Like, and Lord. And, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and Lakeside is also like there was a movie filmed there. Yeah. Did you know this? <laughs> no. There was a movie at Lakeside? Yeah, there was a movie done at Lakeside. It was, was it a the, horror movie? The Three Ninjas. It was a Three Ninjas no, sequel. No, that was at Elitch's. Oh, that was Elitch's. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. Oh, no. That was Elitch's. You're but right. Actually, no, you're right. On that note, though, I mean, this is a nice time if you do want to come and shoot some stuff. We're going to try to get people to send in some footage and make our own little video, you know, about the Lakeside experience, um, just on your camera phones. And uh, if you have your own little camera, you can do that, too, because it's actually kind of hard to get in there and film at times, too. Um, and we're also going to have music from Mile High Soul Club. Mm-hmm. Um, which we're really excited about. Tyler Jacobson, who used to be, um, I think he might be back, but he did some stuff with uh, lip gloss back in the day at La okay. Rumba. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had many a night there. Um, <laughs> but it's just, it's a balls to the wall, good time, like adult Disney World. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's next uh, Thursday, August 30th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. August 30th. Um, from 6 to 11 o'clock. And you can get tickets at denverfilm.org. And how how did you settle on that name? Because when when we were talking about filming you you filming footage, I I sort of always imagine that you've got like a fake horror film going on in the background that that you've got like staged massacres or like yeah I mean killers running. You scream the on rides, Ron. You scream on rides. Uh, <laughs> but it's also like that right. um, Keith Garcia, who's actually the um, director of programming for the Denver Film Center, Colfax, helped come up with the name. And it has that, like, crazy 1970s, like, B-movie type feel it does, to right, it. Right. Like that grindhouse-y feel. And, yeah. I mean, you know, Lakeside has its, I'll put it this way, charm about it that <laughs> has that uh, that B-movie feel to There's it. There's, like, the skeletons of old rides. That's, yeah. Those are the really creepy things. And yeah. we actually discovered on our last walkthrough that there's actually like an abandoned trailer park too on the backside of Lakeside. Are you serious? Yeah. It's crazy. So See, weird. this just sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It does. I mean, that's why I keep thinking. It does. Yeah, we don't need to go to. gives me horror associations. We don't need to go to like Gunnison for like a new crazy western town being built like you can go to lakeside (laughs) and check it out i got last year um the two two things that stand out were uh i got lost in the mirror house drunk in like the maze the mirror maze and they and and my my friends they got out and they were outside waiting for me and like laughing like pretty much was like somebody come like (laughs) attendant come get me I heard someone uh, broke their nose in that last year. Too. Running into a wall? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can totally do it. <laughs> you will. You'll run into the walls. It's like, I'm going to avoid that one this yeah, year. Yeah, I know. I think someone was trying to plank on top of the train last <laughs> well, year, too. <laughs> 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 yeah. oh, that's the maturity levels really come out when it really drops. Well, parks and yeah. I was on the free fall, and I would just get off it and get back on it, that like drop thing. Yes. Because the lines were so short that I could pretty much just stay on it. And I was trying to figure out if at some point you just get used to it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 I think you would. Right? No, the answer is no. Oh. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> when that thing drops, you scream every time. Because I think I did it probably like 15 times. Yeah, I know. But how long, would it, how long would it take before, you know, you're just like, eh, I'm falling. You know, it's the way it goes. Well, I mean, in, in the ride, they're like, you know, you, you don't feel completely strapped in, which no. is part of the fun. No. Yeah, and we and have I'm not sure you are completely strapped in. <laughs> that's, that's kind of part of the experience, right? Yeah. yeah. Do and you guys have, have to take out a special insurance for throwing We this? do. We have insurance, and we also have uh, one of the only, it might be the only liquor license that's ever been procured. I think it is. Yeah. I think I remember you guys saying that last year. Kind was, of a big deal. Yeah. And we have rock star bartenders, too, that are coming out um, from... The Denver Film Center, Colfax, and Linger, Illegal Pete, Lost Lake, uh, Summit Music Hall. So we're trying to bring in like the VIP, like bartenders. You know, we want the best for everyone that's coming in. I think one of my favorite parts was how many times I got to hear people say, "So you mean the alcohol is really free?" Yeah. Like, 
and it was good alcohol too. It wasn't oh, yeah. like swag al- booze. No. Was, and getting like, you know, hugs from the bartenders last year. Cause it was just this really like happy event, like dance yeah. party. I don't know. It was like, it was like the ultimate super sweet 16 party. Yeah. You know? It was Great. my favorite event. Well, it's of been year. kind of a hot, rough summer. So I'm really looking forward to it. Totally. Yeah. Totally ready to cut loose and have a good time. Yeah, and, and like I said, um, anyone can either join a Real Social Club or buy tickets at denverfilm.org. And then if you become a Real Social Club member, you get year-round benefits um, at the Denver Film Center Colfax, the Stars Denver Film Festival, and Film on the Rock. How much does it cost to become a Real Social Club member? $60. $60 for the year and you get all that? Get Are you all serious? That. I thought it was like $250. No, 60 bucks. No, it's 60 bucks. It's a deal. Yeah. We're starting can... to sound like an infomercial. I know. Sorry. I know. I'm $60. sorry. $60? <laughs> no way. And then I'll Tell join. me more. <laughs> and then if you join today, you get a, an electric food dehydrator. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm legitimately intrigued. I really thought it was a lot more no. expensive. No. It's awesome. It's pretty cool. I know. I think sometimes people are like afraid that we're going to like hook them in with that and then there's like a secret catch, but that's all it is. Well, yeah. <laughs> we are going to take a quick break um, and listen to some music here, and then we'll be back with and talk briefly about the uh, guns on campus at CU, as well as um, other fun topics. This is a new track from Fort Collins band Stella Luce called Snake, off of their recently released album, I believe it was released like, last week, called uh, Resurrection, and we'll be right back. That, again, was uh, Stella Luce's song, Snake, off of their recently released album, Resurrection. I'm sitting here. I'm Josh. We're in the clock tower. Um, joining me is uh, Ron and Carla from the Denver Film Society. Hi. Hello. It's so nice to be doing Denver Diatribe again. It the, sure is. The two weeks off was actually kind of hard for me. It was, it was almost easier just to come do another episode. Did your life feel to- meaningless? No, I didn't feel meaningless. I had plenty to do. I was certainly occupied. But but uh inserting other podcasts, which was kind of cool. I liked sharing, but I would, would have rather just recorded something new. Yeah, right. So our next topic up for debate is about um, guns, ultimately. And specifically, the Supreme Court ruled that CU students are a lot, who have a concealed carry permit um, can bring guns into the classrooms and labs. Um, and as a result, there are some professors at CU that have said that if they find out that students are coming to their class armed, they will cancel class. But the chancellor said that that goes against policy, and it's clearly a heated thing going on. Yeah, it's a, it was um, chairman of the Boulder Faculty Assembly. Uh, his name's uh, Jerry Peterson, a professor at CU, who said... His personal policy in class will be if he finds out anybody has a firearm, he's going to cancel class. Right. And then the chancellor came back, uh, Phil Stefano came back and said, you don't have the right to make that decision. Um, this is a Supreme Court ruling. Uh, you don't get to cancel class just because you personally have a problem with it. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're now bouncing back and forth and having this argument about whether or not guns are okay in classes. I mean, it is, it's weird because it's concealed. If nobody, if it's a concealed weapon, so nobody's really gonna know. 
That's right. It's not like you walked in and you put the gun on the table. It's not like you're walking like in with a, with a big leather belt and a holster right. uh, and then putting your gun on the professor's desk when you walk into the classroom. It's not like that. Although, you know, I mean, I imagine that the students that are packing heat will have holsters. Like it's going to be in their backpack, you know? I mean, just because you can conceal doesn't mean that it must be concealed. Yeah. Oh, really? I don't, sure. I don't know if that's, yeah, that's a good sure. question. I don't know, I don't know what the rule is with that. No, I think, I mean, it's, it's, I, I mean, conceal, you can have a, a gun permit as long as, and it's out in the open, and then there's a gun permit specifically to conceal it, is, is my understanding. Um, so, I mean, you can have it in the open or you can have it concealed. And concealed can be as much as you have a holster and you have a sport coat, and, and if you raise your hand in class, all of a sudden there's your Glock 9. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, you gotta wonder, does it, would that have any effect, uh, on how you would behave as a student? I think it How creates... you would behave as a professor? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, or why else would you have it? What do you need it in the lab or classroom for? That's, that's what I'm confused yeah. And about. really, personal I mean, protection is what they would say. I mean, I know it's a, it's a slippery slope and it's a touchy issue, but I think what it comes down to, there's a lot of things that legally I could do. Like, for instance, I could walk around New York City without a shirt on. That's not illegal, but it comes it down isn't? to... Nope. Yeah, we're in Boulder, no. Colorado. Oh. But it's a respect issue, and it's me respecting the the emotions and the, the feelings of my of my peers and not wanting to make them uncomfortable. And, I mean, I know it, it just gets really tricky because I understand, you know, right to bear arms and all that jazz. But when it comes down to it, we live in a state where there have been multiple incidents and you don't know who's sitting next to you in that classroom who was at Columbine or who was in a theater in Aurora. I mean, it, it just comes down, I think, to a level of, of respect yeah. for your peers. Because it can create a fearful, intimidating environment to know that the person sitting next to you is armed and not, like as you say, not really, really know who they are. Um, but I mean, I, I also, getting back to the professors, I think that the, the professors have a certain sovereignty over their classroom and should be able to make decisions on I think that a on, should, on their should be own. allowed to cancel class for any reason they so choose. Exactly, exactly. And the interesting thing is, is that I was reading um, that for certain CU events, like uh, concerts and I believe football games and, and other things that you're not allowed to bring. A concealed See, I, weapon. So I how can you do it that. in one one place? And that makes no sense to me because yeah. if you've ever been to Chem 140 at CU, it holds like 600 people. That is mm-hmm. not much different than a big concert. In fact, they have <laughs> movies there. They do they do movie shows, and I bet they would not allow guns to the movie screenings right. at Chem 140. Yeah. Then you start getting into the gray area of what's the difference between an event and a class, and what's the you know yeah. what constitutes you know the right environment to have a concealed weapon, and it. They're just going down a really fine, like you know, a slope right now, where I think that they're, this is going to get incredibly heated. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's going to end up turning into this, you know, bigger picture debate. I, I don't know. Sometimes it just feels like people are they're stirring up trouble where it doesn't need to be stirred up, you know. Well, I'm okay. I'm okay with people stirring up trouble because then it it does pass through the system and, you know, a lawsuit happens and then it gets to the Supreme Court True. and then we get right. sort of a decision about what we as a country are going to do about this. Right. So I'm okay with that. I just don't like the fact that it had this particular situation, the thing that the next step in this process is going to be a student confronting that professor with a gun. <laughs> you know what it, I mean, yeah, you know yeah, it is. Right. There's gonna be a professor, there's gonna be a student that's gonna as come to class. As an act of cl- civil disobedience. As an act of civil disobedience is gonna show up to class, packing heat, and, uh, is gonna let you know that they have a gun. Right. Uh, yeah. just to see what happens, just to sort of push the issue. That's crazy. It, it is. is. It is. And I mean, is, is a conceal, and here's a question, would, in that sort of situation, would the ACLU be an organization that would defend that student? Uh, because is packing a gun a civil liberty or not? Currently, it is. Yes, yeah, it is. I yeah, mean, I, the... I mean, would the would the ACLU be because they sometimes do that sort of proactive action where they will pick a person uh, to go out and sort of push it and to get themselves arrested to, yeah. to incite a lawsuit? Right. Would this be a situation where they would do that as well? I think. Well, I imagine the ACLU has their priorities on what. What, yeah, this is probably which, pretty which, low on which their priorities. civil liberties they think are, are most threatened. So 
I don't know how high, yeah, as you said, I don't know how high of a priority it is, but I could definitely see like somebody doing that. NRA. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to imagine whenever I was. I went to see you, Carly. You went to see mm-hmm. you. I'm trying to. Uh, Jared went to see you. I'm trying to imagine when we were there. If I had seen a student carrying a gun in class, I can't honestly imagine it. I mean, the students are barely dressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, God. where are you gonna? Where are you gonna hide it? You can't put an ankle holster under your flip flop. So it's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my neighbor, when I went I, when I went to school in Pennsylvania, my neighbor in the dorm had a, a, a shotgun in his. But he was a hunter; he'd go hunting yeah. on weekends. And I, you know, he and I back. can I can see. Well, yeah. And does this extend all the way into the dorms? Like, if you had a roommate that had a gun, that's yeah. That's the question that I have: is what's policy on? Because yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it, the policy is on. You, you can. can you you can yeah yeah you so can. Jared Jared is telling us yes you can. There was a recent lawsuit that. Says they can keep guns in their in their dorm rooms. Right. So, what if your roommate doesn't want to be in a room? I mean, lots of people aren't comfortable with having guns in their homes, and that's the equivalent. I'm glad I'm out of college. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. It'll be it'll be really interesting to see what happens uh, once school gets back in full swing here. Sure. Uh, what's happening at CU? Sure. And our final topic of the day before we move on to um, love and hate is. That the the Denver the Denver Broncos, if you get kicked out of of a football game, or presumably behavior, bringing up the story right now, um, they they require you to take a, de- a decorum course before you can return. An etiquette etiquette class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on yeah. proper on proper painting yourself orange and behaving like a, an adult. Right. What? Here's, here's this is quoting Denver Post. Any fan ejected from Mile High Stadium for hooligan-like behavior must pay to take a decorum class before he or she can attend a future game. And that's a, that is a, a a recently adopted NFL policy. It's a policy adopt recently adopted by the Broncos essentially. Ah, uh, I see. So the the whole NFL is doing it, Broncos included. And well, I mean, or the Broncos have just. I think sort it's of an NFL yes, we'll policy that that the franchise can choose to adopt or not. Oh, interesting. And so the Broncos recently decided to adopt this policy. What? <laughs> what would be in this class? Like, what would you do it's, in a decorum class? Yeah, like, when are they you're, training when you're people on how to fan? how to how to do the wave without <laughs> spilling their beer on a stranger? Like, what do, what do you? It says do? the four-hour online course is focused on alcohol abuse, anger management, and unruly, cruel, crude behavior. Oh, you mean going to a, a sporting event in general? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It just it just smacks of. I, I always complain because when I go to a Rockies game, um, sometimes it feels like Rockies fans don't. And I, I like the Rockies. I consider myself a Rockies fan, but you're not really allowed to cheer. I've had I've, been, I've yeah. had people turn around I've and had, tell you to keep it down for clapping. I've had people shush. <laughs> yeah, you get shushed. Too. That's really so weird. weird. I never thought of that as being like a, an epidemic that lots of people experience. And I thought it was just me being a goof, and I happened to be sitting next to somebody that was fussy. Yeah, right. I mean, if somebody is if somebody is being uh, like having hooligan like obnoxious behavior at a football game. <laughs> I mean, either it's illegal and the police get involved, or that you just deal with it because you're at a football game. Yeah. Can we have the opposite? Can we have classes for people who are too uptight? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, right. ridiculous. Like, I was at, all right, probably too much information, but I, I love Tom Petty and I was at a Tom Petty concert. And this guy was not drunk, but he was so excited to be at the concert. And he wasn't being, you know, overtly obnoxious. He was just pumped. And people were getting incredibly angry with him. Right. And he turned to them and he was like, you know what? I paid like a hundred dollars to be here. I am going to be here. And it's it's that like mentality. It's like if I how much are Broncos tickets? How much I have no idea. They're expensive. Like Let's ridiculous. Like yeah. ridiculously. A yeah. hundred dollars like, is probably on the Low end. Middle to low end. Yeah. yeah. Like, I am going to yell as much as I want if I go right. to a Broncos game and spend, like, half of my paycheck to go. Right. You know? Like... i just like to see, like, imagine if they tried to institute such a thing at, at a European or Central South American oh, fo- soccer game. <sighs> People would die. You know? It's, it's, this is what it is. It's like, we have to, we have to restrain ourselves constantly. Well, constantly. I think, I think it depends on the sport, too, because I can see, okay, golf, you need to keep yourself under control because this right. person's trying to concentrate. Women's tennis? Tennis, tennis in general. Men's tennis, too. 
But yeah. Women's tennis. Have you ever, you know, do women's tennis those groans that they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have. To, you don't want to miss that, quiet, right? Quite enough to hear them with their orgasmic. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm a lady, and I play <laughs> tennis. That is, in fact, a noise that we make when we play. Tennis. What's your noise? Do you have your? <laughs> <laughs> What's your I don't know. I'd have to like noise. imagine like probably like a. <gasps> like a <laughs> That's the noise. That's totally the noise. We should play like a game. It's like orgasm or women women playing tennis. Yeah, yes. right. That would be. Yes. <laughs> All right, we've got a new podcast. Planned. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, can one thing not be politically correct? Please, like that's like half of the good stories I get is when I go to a game and there's some crazy person being like out of their mind, and right. like some silly little like altercation. Then by the end we're hugging and like high fiving, yeah. you know, like that's part of it. I think I'm I'm willing to suggest that it's it's Colorado thing specific to sports because I know if you go to like a what a Yankees game. Oh man, I used to go to Yankees games when I was a kid. They get out of control. It's all you do is heckle. That's part of the entertainment value of it. But and I've seen people that are fans of the other team, like and specifically when the Mets played the Rockies, my friend who's a Mets fan who's from the East Coast, this is when it happens. He was clapping and they kept turning around and saying, Can you keep it down? <laughs> and you're yelling and we were close enough you could <laughs> yell at the batter. I mean that's part of it is hey batter batter, you know. It's the game. It is. Yeah. That is so strange. Yeah. Well it'd be interesting to see. <clears throat> I wonder I my like question need- is, is who are are they I mean, are the Broncos getting money for this? Is who are, who's hosting this? Yeah, who online, gets the money? How much did it cost? Online to course, do the right? Edit? Yeah, are you forced to pay for this course? Oh, and sure. it's online. Like, what do you do in this situation? Should you a? <laughs> and if, they, if this is if this is <laughs> b, <laughs> if this is really something they want everybody to enforce, why don't they just give it out for free and all all people that buy tickets they get an email that gives them a link to the four hour course. Here's how we'd like you to behave at the football game. Right. Why, why does it have to be just with the people that are offended? I mean, it, it, it's, they're, tr- they're not preventing the problem. They're, no, they're yeah, they're the treating, symptom. right, right. And I like oh how they act as if it's like misinformation, like maybe if they knew the right way to act that they wouldn't be so Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They clearly don't know. I didn't realize. Right. I didn't know that, that if I did this, that would happen. Amazing. <laughs> That's, right. Yeah. All right. Um, so there's that, and I guess we'll uh, move on to love and hate for this week. Ron, do you want to kick it off? I, love I have a hate? I have a love and hate simultaneously for the same place. Uh, I'm gonna love on Prost Brewing. Uh, it's it just opened up. It's just a little bit east of uh, the Ale House at Amato's on Boulder Street, just right across the Highlands Bridge. Uh, their grand opening is today at noon. I'm very excited. I've been, they, it's taken them a long time to get this place up and running. And so I've been very eager to go try this new beer. It's all German style, whatever. Uh, so I'm loving them on that, that they're opening and I finally get to go. I'm going to hate on the fact that yesterday on Twitter, there were a ton of people, uh, posting photographs of them drink themselves drinking beer at Prost. And I got all excited. And last night I dragged out a bunch of my friends. We went and it was a private VIP party. And so bastards for having a private party at their, their business. You're just pissed you weren't invited. (laughs) It's not their fault that they didn't want you there. It's true. (laughs) You're right. Fine. I'm still hating it. Yeah. All right, Carla. Well, I guess my love would probably go to Waterworld. Yeah. yeah. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. And I and mainly because I didn't get to go this year. Mm. And so it's like this magical dream for me. Um last year I had the big kahuna pass, which is a season pass, and I probably went about 15 times. Did you get any bacterial infections? I did not. I think there's so much chlorine pumping through that place that, like, I probably, like, I felt like powder when I, like, left there. Really? Like, you know, I was so, like, totally clean. you condition yourself? (laughs) Yeah. From top to bottom? Um, hate. Jeez. Actually, I kind of like what you were saying. I kind of hate the weird, like, private VIP party sort of trend thing going on with like when restaurants open and things open. I know they have to do that and it like pumps up. Hype. Linger does it a lot too. Linger has a lot of VIP parties 
for a public just for a restaurant. being at linger up on that roof i feel like a vip you do feel like a vip when you're yeah. there and then whenever yeah. you show up and you wanted to go and then you find out they're shut down the entire restaurant that's yeah. really funny that you mentioned that my feelings because tomorrow is my birthday and i wanted to go to linger tonight for my birthday and i couldn't get a reservation <laughs> no <laughs> you I can want, always go up on the roof and maybe i should you don't yeah. need a reservation Elbow your for way the roof. i'll just do that and and maybe I, my dual love can be that crazy light bright bar they have at linger yeah, yeah. amazing yeah so pretty much i am a child i love water world <laughs> and light bright <laughs> right and you're hosting and you're hosting summer scream next yeah and, and i'm having a party at lakeside that's right <laughs> so. VIP it private is, party. It but is. it's open. Members it's open. only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a love this week, and it's actually a, a place in Louisville. I went to the Louisville Farmer's Market a couple Saturdays ago, which I also love. And um, I stumbled apart across this candy store. Have you ever been here? It's worth driving to Louisville. It's called, no. it's called Assorted Goods and Candy. And it's it has the most bizarre, it's not, no typical candy there. It's all like collectible candy. They have shelves upon shelves of soda that you can buy individual bottles of and or buy it in a four pack and they have like bacon soda. They have uh it's like all these like small batch root beers and it's an it's an amazing sweet little place. It's on Front Street. Sorted good. I would check it out. Let's just go there and get really jazzed up before we go to Let's go. Side. Yeah, we just I, you know what I got there? I bought Jolt, the original Jolt. Oh my god. Ah! You yeah. found Jolt. Awesome. I found Jolt. That was all, what, all that's the like <laughs> all the caffeine, twice the sugar. It's like twice the yeah caffeine of. So I used to wonder like what I did before I could like drink and go to bars, and that's totally what I did. Yeah, Jolt. Yeah, Jolt. Right. <laughs> I used to drink it before school in middle school. And they were like, "What is wrong with this?" Yeah, kid? that was my first. That was my childhood coffee. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all the love and hate we have for this week. If you'd like to share a little of your own love and hate, please leave us a brief message at 720-282-YELL. That's 720-282-9355. Our theme music is by the band Houses, and our web hosting is provided by BlueChannel.com. It's not. This is an old. Well, anyway, for more information about us, check out our website, DenverDiatribe.com, or search for Denver Diatribe on Twitter or Facebook. I'm Josh. On behalf of my co-host, Ron, and um, my engineer, Jared, and um, thanks for listening. Have you heard the birds at the words Denver? High average income, roll like expenders. Affordable housing, good money lenders. Low obesity, no need for suspenders. Check your calendar. Denver, Denver. Denver.